welcome folks to the financial grimoire and this is our series on the future of education it's our second part and a much more structured much more in-depth conversation on the topic of what does the future of education look like and with me i have mufar manzungu my co-founder on on numerous startups as well as a thinker and a recent mba graduate um with me with him today i want to really dive up in down the dive down, down into the history of um, education and the future of the modern mba and everything in between mfaro could you um say a few kind words to the audience and yeah let them know what they're in store to find yeah i'm obviously i'm obviously excited for what we're doing generally create to have this kind of conversations it's something that we obviously have been contemplating a lot on and i thought you know there's we kind of agreed on that we thought it would it would be great just to have you know yeah. something public something yeah, public and... where we can kind of just voice our our ideas so it's something that obviously um i think you can look forward to you know you know in terms yeah. of like how we are going to go about it and some of the ideas we've obviously been throwing around around so yeah i think that's something that you can obviously expect from us um yeah some of our crazy and not so crazy ideas (laughs) just being able to see how you know we are able to kind of um you know present them to you so i think that's basically what i can what i can say Alrighty, yeah. so let's come up. Uh, let's let's open up this and try to understand what exactly let what exactly is education, and what exactly is the purpose of it. Why do we learn? Why do we go to school? Why do we? Why are we here? <laughs> yeah, so it's in my yeah, not saying yeah. so esoteric, but it's actually quite an important question. Why? What's the purpose of the modern educational facility? so for me i guess um, the definition that i that I, I came up with education right i mean the reason why we learn and we go through that so i think the first fundamental thing right is all of us want to live at least my assumption is we want to live a life of meaning a life of fulfillment and the way that you do that right is you need to you, you need to learn what exactly you need to learn what exactly your purpose is in terms of you know skills and stuff so what you obviously need first of all is you explore you kind of learn what things are out there then you kind of experiment then you know, what resource for you the next thing that you do is actually learn to do like so first of all you build up your knowledge on those things find out what they are about you kind of get information on those yeah. things so that's that's the second fundamental process of learning you learn information on 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 those set of things then the last fundamental last fundamental learning process um is learning to do so that's when you kind of now start start to kind of hone your skill and you kind of start to start well, to compete in that specific field that really comes up to the question of is all learning put up to that does the does all learning accumulate to the acquisition of skill because i'm sure the um, modern university is kind of serves two functions the accumulation of more knowledge as well as the 
um, skilling of the labor force. And yeah. Yeah. now wondering in your in your understanding of education, is there any room for this um, this other purpose, this um, accumulation of knowledge? So, so from what I've seen, right, with the current education system is that they obviously do a brilliant job in the aspect of, of knowledge accumulation. I don't think they actually do a particularly great job in the other two facets. And the way that I see it is that learning to be or your meaning is like the top goal for any human being, right? So universities should fully well know that without that, you can't really do anything with the other two, you know. So what ends up happening? Um, is that if you neglect right learning to be or learning what your true purpose is, you end up getting frustrated by what you end up doing. So you don't really end up contributing that much in terms of in terms of in terms of your work in terms of your in terms of your own um, what can I say um, worth um, yeah, in, intellectual capacity exactly. So that's 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 the problem with it. So I think they do like a bang on job in terms of like the knowledge aspect of it. But I think they solely lack in the other two departments. And I think what a good education system should do is to be able to facilitate all three um, simultaneously. So I think the current problem, as I'm saying, is that I think they lack okay. in the other two departments. You mentioned um, university. Yes. Um, of course, we're, we're university students. And you're saying that universities do lack this function. But then if we kind of go back in time, the purpose of the university was never to skill the labor force. Yeah. It seems that the purpose of the university was for the accumulation of knowledge. Yeah. And yeah. it slowly compared these other, these, other, um, these other facets to it as labor became more and more complicated and switched from blue-collar blue work to white-collar work. Yeah, yeah, yeah um, absolutely right. Yeah. And now that brings up the other institution that seems to have been left in the dark ages, which is vocational schools. Um, what would you say, do you think, um, the new, how do you think that the new university in the 21st century should define its purpose we, in light of all these um, um, changes in function that it's gone over time? And what's the definition you think it should aspire to become well that, that's actually a good question and it's something that's really difficult because like kind of when you think where we are going as human beings there's a there's a particular emphasis on so i think some some of these statements that have been sung i think over the past few yeah. years is you know is the this the idea that we are all uniquely different right and we shouldn't like really be we shouldn't be in a system that kind of one fits all so that's the kind of modeling of that universities have done so the actual interesting aspect about it right is that if you kind of follow that definition right you basically say to yourself well there's no one proper education educational model that is able to facilitate everyone's needs so what basically happens, right, is that there's actually not one way in which you can actually define yeah. now the actual educational model would be, but then it would be highly customized in terms of actually determining what exactly, what kind of, let's say, so for example, if you kind of look at practically mm -hmm. like the kind of opportunities that you want to give to your 
to your students, what you actually have to do is you actually have to define your own space in terms of, you know, in terms of your own competencies, for example, then kind of focus on that. And even doing that is not even enough because when you look at the differences each person has in terms of like their learning styles and everything, because obviously one problem with the, with the, with the, with the modern education, education system, right, is that we're put into a class of yes. 30. So in that sense, you don't even have that ability to, to be able to actually understand how each of these particular individuals, what kind of learning styles they each of them have. So that's actually one problem. So what you'd want to do is to even focus, you, you'd want to even focus on having even, let's say, a class of five or four people instead of, you know, that kind of number. So that's the aspect yeah. where it's highly personalized, it's but it's also kind of, of um, sorry? Scalability and cost. Yeah, that's uh, one. Uh, yeah, that's uh, the problem, uh, yeah. Um, due to education, I, I think maybe that's only um, possible through maybe online lectures where individuals can select their own modules. But would the university be able to do that? And then what makes the university differ from these um, platforms like Skillshare and and um, Udemy and um, and the sorts? Um, is is it truly a task that the university can itself take? It's Does a, it make It's a difficult one because the way that I see it, right, one of the, I, I can kind of tell you a story, right, I never really wanted to go to university and my dad basically told me that you should go to university because the, your interactions with people will kind of give you a different perspective in terms of like how people approach their own ambitions, you know, and all that kind of stuff, you know, so I really never got that you know, before I actually ended up getting into it, because the moment that you get into university, you see all these perspectives, you see different set mentalities and all that stuff. So for me, I would say that most fundamental thing that I guess, um, it can kind of going to your question, the, the most fundamental thing that that education, that it, these educational facilities do is actually offer kind of this kind of aspect of, so, of socialization that I think um, that I think um, other platforms, let's say like Udemy, you were mentioning the online platforms, they can never yes. really be able to replicate. So I think that's, you know, the basic, you know, obviously they offer in some sense the same, the same um, program in terms of you being able to get your skills. But I think, I think that aspect, I think is something that's, that I think, I think mm -hmm. you know, that they do, better, I guess, if I may say, better than, than other. To, to share perspectives and understandings. Yeah. Um, with the rise, the way, but then that's the thing, with the rise of an, a globally connected world, yeah. the presence of platforms like Facebook, Reddit, um, Twitter, even TikTok, with billions of users on it, does the experience of socialization not get carried out to the responsibility of the individual users on the various places in which he arrives? Does this responsibility, the, this responsibility of guidance or, or seeking their own journey within life not fall, upon, not fall squarely upon the, the, the user? And they should use whatever resources they have to acquire it. Um, I'm now wondering, 
what does the what what is your perspective on on the let's say um the the for, the i could say almost the the forced um the forced socialization that um university ends up bringing do you not think that it's not sustainable for you to do this as more and more people um as more and more people are and they bow out due to the pressure Oh, it's, and, yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah we yeah. can continue. Yeah, and also the the chances of positive, the chances of positive um, um, interactions are way higher in a, in, a, in, a, in, a, in a pool of conversations that number in billions. What do you think? Oh, so the basic idea is, okay, when you kind of look into what Facebook in some sense has created, TikTok and all these kind of, um, social platforms, I guess, to that regard, I, I guess the main problems with those platforms, right, is they haven't reached a, yeah. they haven't reached a level in which they can mimic real-life interactions. I mean, obviously, you can look into things like Zoom. Um, you can look into things like Zoom. You can look into, you know, these kind of platforms that try to, in yeah. sense, mimic. I think that's the best way you can look at them. They mimic, but they can never fully they can never fully realize what having an interaction with a person like face-to-face has. And I think that's one of the things maybe with time, but I don't even think that they'll be able to achieve it within the next decade where they can hmm. have a platform that actually helps you as a person to be able to talk to the person as if they were there in front of you. So I think that's the way that I look at it. And I think that's probably what I would only give the current educational uh, systems, they, I think that's probably their silver lining at the that they, that's what they're kind of kind of holding on to. I, I guess that's the aspect that um that I think really goes for them. But yeah. I think until until you know we have a until maybe further evolution of technology of technology, I think that you know I think these face to face interactions <laughs> will still happen. I mean, obviously with the whole COVID situation, it's proving difficult, and maybe that might progress things faster. But at the moment, I, I don't think that even with COVID and the way things are right now, I'm pretty sure that even after the after after the whole situation um dies down, I would feel that um that um the the, the, the traditional models won't die out instantaneously. So I yes. think it's a matter of how soon we can reach a stage where technology is able to you know to like realize maybe the adoption of um 5g technology oh yeah that's a good uh, yeah 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 that it could be much more possible it could be much more possible uh read like a few studies on what the possibilities are um our our hardware would be able to process things much larger than they can right now and our software capabilities and with um artificial intelligence would be extraordinary. So we might arrive to a to a world of of, of human interaction that we currently don't know. And with Elon Musk um, talking about the neural net program, hey, we might be able to to have the same feeling, receive the same feelings of of touch from across the entire world. But well, the, but the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, continue, please. Yeah, like I mean, it's so interesting. Like you know, it's so interesting how obviously we're kind of progressing right but i guess for me it's like you kind of take it with a bit of skepticism because you know you have all these ideas that you know all these companies (laughs) like what Elon Musk does of course he was i i forgot when he wanted us to fly into the moon to to mars i think 
I think it was like a few years yeah. back where it, you were saying that by by this date we are going to be esoteric. Yeah. <laughs> so, but anyways, I kind of get it because I think like obviously technologies like five G would obviously push us towards that yeah. direction. But it's always those. Yeah. It's always one. It's I'm always like yeah. Spaces. Yeah. Then there's the question of since you you talked so much about. Uh, the socialization impact and and understanding the different motivators of people. Why do people actually go to university or go for higher education? Um, I used to think that maybe it's split into two groups of people trying to, maybe people, um, people trying to actually create a career and people trying to use university as a position of self-discovery. They can understand more of themselves. And then there's obviously the quota of people who obviously have been forced there and um, who have, don't have any interest in, in the occurrences that have there, but maybe yeah. in the conditions, more interested in the conditions of attending. So, yeah. for example, if your your parents could have the condition that you would, they would take care, continue taking care of you if you at least did a bachelor's. Yeah, if you were to leave their house and you'd be quite fucked there. But yeah, of course, yeah. Yes. But yeah, so that that um that strong arming region is quite there and also quite large. It's quite large. Um I wanted to see your persp- understand your perspectives on the motivators for people pursuing this um elusive dream of education. Yeah, I, I guess the the way that I, we have kind of set up our society, right, is that I, for you to be able to succeed, right, or at least this, the the stereotype that has been created, I think, like you said, right, is that obviously if you go to school, right, and if you achieve, you know, the master's degree or a PhD yeah. or some form of, you know, of, of, of higher education, you have better chance in terms of being able to land, you know, a decent, you know, a decent, a decent job, because I think you can't even hope to, you know, to hope to land, you know, yeah. especially like with the way that the jobs have become more complicated over the years, as you were kind of explaining before. So you kind of need, you know, a skills, a, a technical exactly. background a technical background for you to be able to pursue. So that was like the basic idea. So I think but that's yeah, been like the... When, but then if we look at it and try to... And we also do understand that um, motivation to... Uh, your in your individual motivation to complete a job and your performance go hand in hand. Yeah, of course, yeah. that's the... That's, that's the that's, that's the problem, and, I guess. Because, and yeah. with um, the, the widening of the labor pool, since it's a global world, you've got people yeah. in Africa China and America competing with each other. Isn't it best to try to position yourself in a in a position where you are the most likely to succeed, the place that you're most likely to put in the most effort needed? Um, sorry, can you repeat that? Um, so I was off. I was trying to understand yeah. the logic. Um, I was trying to understand the logic behind um selecting a um or agreeing to select to. A program that you didn't internally um, go for, because the the lack of motivation that you will have will detrimentally affect your work. And oh, your of course, that's true. Part. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So, what's the what's the logical selling point for for either parents or students for this? 
Um, so for me, I think it's 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 security. I guess I think that's the that's the that's the problem. I guess with the stereotype that has been created. So if if you look, for example, in African countries, I mean, because of the situation there, there's not really that much room for you to tell that your kid that you obviously succeed in music because there's no chance in hell that if you decide to decide if you if you start a career in music in, in Zimbabwe or whatever for whatever African country you're in, yeah, maybe SA is a bit better, but yeah, it's unlikely. And now going to Oxford to study music is a pipe dream. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, so it's the prospect of safety and security. Yeah, it's, I think that uh, just boils down to that, and and that's I guess that's 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 the problem in itself because what you want to do as you were saying right is if you like really want to do it for the long haul, right? There's also the, the intrinsic motivators, right? Your of own course. drive. It's easier for you to be able to succeed in, in, in a space. Yeah, easily it's easier for you to do the long hours and dedicate mm-hmm. more time to it when you actually like, yes. you know love it. So it makes much more sense for you to do something that you love than to do something that obviously you hate and you're doing it out of duty. So you know that's 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 the problem there. But changing it obviously is, is another question altogether because obviously you might yes. ask yourself the question is as an African parent why would I do that considering the circumstances in which you know my country is under that kind of experimentation won't of get me you know food on the table so it's one of those realities that I guess in some sense we have to grapple with. Then becomes the question of are sorry excuse me. Then, then comes the question of COVID nineteen has popped up. It's uh, it's destroyed many jobs and many markets. Job security is at an all time is at an all time low. Companies are retrenching workers, only keeping those they deem as um, irreplaceable. So, if yeah. you were irreplaceable in a market, you're in high demand because you're able to do much more with less, and companies really value that. Now comes the question. Do you think in the future um, people are going to get laid off who have followed this plan, who have followed this really safe plan? Do you think in the future they're going to be um, more poised to be more likely to to take more risks? Or do you think it might have an opposite effect? So this is actually the funny thing about uh, African countries, right, is that in terms of in terms of risk taking with the situation that has gone. So this is the contradiction that I really find funny in African countries is that in some sense, obviously, the parents tell their children that, you know, you should kind of go to school and you yes. should kind of go through the stereotypical aspect. But I will actually look at the way in which they actually end up going about their jobs. Most of them are not... Uh, mm-hmm. Most of them either, okay, of course, they might have a traditional job, but they might actually have something on the side that's actually, pro- that's actually providing more revenue for them than what the, you know, what the their traditional job is doing. So obviously, from that perspective, yes. I would think that, that I guess with these kind of circumstances, uh-huh. you're actually forced to kind of take more risks. And I actually think that's probably the natural way of going it. Was yes. I mean I might be going off topic, but there's this thing. Uh, there's something that I that I that I found fascinating. So for this this guy called um, Jordan Peterson, you know, a, a clinical psychologist. Then he basically said human beings 
besides so human beings out of other species of animals they have one like insane ability that defines them over other people and that their, 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 that their ability is being able to create their own hierarchy so when you kind of look into normal into normal into the normal animal kingdom right a specific animal can just create like a you know one hierarchy and that yes. then you just follow it and it kind of just circulates over generations yes, for human it's beings. Not you know, um, we have our ability to create our own, to, to our, create our own hierarchies, and that's specific or analogous to how we create jobs, how we create our own ventures and stuff like that, and our own competencies, and we kind of, you know, we kind of end up, so that's essentially what a business is, where a, a couple, a person just finds their own niche, then builds from that, then, you know, so that's the basic idea, then, so I think that's probably, like, the most natural position for us as people, Probably, I don't know why we haven't emphasized that a lot. So I actually think that going into the future, I think, mm-hmm. the, I, I believe that's, you know, that's the right way of looking at it, at looking at how human beings should, should progress going forward, at least. Your future direction. Yeah, so, yeah. Since we've covered the actual students, what about entrepreneurship in universities? We've got these, um, these now risk-taking daredevils is there a place for them within the mod within the current um, university um actually i actually think that um the current the current the current platforms available to them um so the traditional way obviously for entrepreneurship is you'd look into the mbas but i don't think that there are that many mbas that actually give you the the core skills besides maybe if you want connections and maybe you know prestige i think those are the two fundamental reasons for why people do mbas but if you're actually looking to um to gain skills for you to and also as a a, a signal as it's more like signaling to your employer to show that yeah i'm good at my job so yeah increase salary now Yeah, because I mean, yeah, entrepreneurship is, that's one of those skills. It's almost like, you know, the absurdity of trying to teach people so, art or, 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 mu- or music, you know. So what's the actual value proposition of the MBA then? Uh, the, the, the in-depth value. Why am I doing my MBA? So there's signaling, of course, there's, there's these vanity metrics, uh, signaling. Yeah. Um, potential potential job opportunities is then is there an actual reason for the entrepreneur he might learn something he might be able to use the labs is is, is there anything like that is, is there any ability for me to maybe interact with venture capitalists and, and stuff like that or, or is the MBA just a dinosaur of a course that was created in a time way before we had a proper understanding of business cycles and and, and progress in terms of in terms of product yeah. actually came to be. Ooh, yeah, what, I think. Yeah. Yeah, so I think yeah, I think you're onto something. So I would probably say that as an entrepreneur, I think things like accelerator programs and incubators, I think, do a far better job in terms of. Yeah, like of, why combinator. Yeah, like white combinator for five hundred startups. Exactly, like those platforms. I think do a way better job, way better job in terms of you know in terms of equipping you 
into 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 the necessary the necessary exactly this so the same functions that MBA programs supposed yeah. to do, which is give you like the connections, right? But on top of that, they actually give you like you know they actually give you the kind of the kind of environment for you to be able to create a product and actually yeah. you know, kind of go through the process of creating an MVP, yes, you, know, you know, and all those kind of things. Exactly. Yeah, so I think. I don't know. Do you think you could replicate the experience of, or of building a product, taking it to market, testing, trying, failing, moving forward, and learning? That that same exhilarating, blood rushing sequence of events that you get when you're when you're heading your own business venture. Could you could you get that in university? Could you package that in a course? And oh, could you discuss? how you'd actually do it. It doesn't need to be too complicated or detailed or just anecdotally tell me how you think you, you'd actually teach it. How would you teach entrepreneurship? Oh, that's that, that's actually a difficult one, honestly speaking. I'd actually need to think more on it, but I, I guess, I mean, kind of following the basic model, I would probably, you know, I think... I'm thinking of like something like a capstone, right? But the capstone basically involves you creating your own company. So I think the basic building block towards that is that you actually want to have people build, you know, kind of, you know, real life yeah. companies. It doesn't have to be anything, you know, absolutely yeah. insane, but you're kind of working towards that. So but I then think the course would be... It's, it's not a... Uh, it's not a, it's not an overnight endeavor. You don't rush build a company and 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 be able to submit it tomorrow morning. You don't. You can't ask somebody else to build it and 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 then you you get the prize. It's it's and you also can't do five other courses. Okay, you can because we do it, but then it's very difficult to do five other courses and and a whole bunch of other stuff at school. Worse if you've got maybe seven or seven eight different courses at the same time. And um, also engage that activity. Um, yes. You, so, so I think that's the problem again because I, I was thinking at it from this angle. So when you kind of look at it, I would probably say that 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 in some senses the courses that you end up doing should in some way help you should be interlinked in terms of helping you have the necessary skills in order for you to be able to kind of okay. go through each process that, the, you know, the business takes. And again, I think you're right in saying that, obviously, running a business is a long game. And that's in some sense why it should be spanned over, let's say, you know, longer time frame that obviously like Capstone projects, to both Capstone projects normally last for about, you know, three, four months, you know, probably. Yeah. So that's the... the the good part about it, you can kind of push it forward from that perspective. But I guess it's like a bit easier safe than done, honestly speaking. And then, of course, yeah. Can I ask you yeah. a question: If you were, if you are this internship teacher, how would you, how would you measure the progress or the performance of your class? That's, what that's... are you doing to, to, to see you? How how do you come come to your bosses, uh, uh to your to your vice chancellor and tell them that, boss man. The kids are learning, and here is the evidence. Well, what are you gonna do? Tell me, tell me, my own Zungu, what you gonna do when you're in that hot seat? So that, 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 that's 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 a difficult one because I think basically what's happening there, right, is the only way for you to be able to 
for you to be able to show any kind of progress, it's actually inter interlinked with the kind of business that specific individual has to run. So it's almost like what music students do, where the only way for you to okay. charge them is basically through, through the number of pieces or the number of the quality of the music that they end up creating. Okay. So unfortunately, for from that aspect, right, for you to be able to even call yourself a decent institution is your ability to be able to train the entrepreneurs in such a way that they actually end up creating reasonably successful businesses. So I think that's the only metric in and which you wait, can judge And how, how would you measure a reasonably successful business or a reasonably successful startup? Well, okay, so... So I'm probably going to take a quote from you, right? So the basic idea, right, is that for startups, you'd obviously, so it obviously depends on the kind of business that you want to, you, you want to create. So if you are kind of going for a startup, right, the basic idea they, is their ability in which they can scale. So their product has to be, their product has to be able to expand relatively quicker than what you do, let's say, a normal business let's say like you know a barber shop yeah. or you know a barber shop or a kind of yeah exactly so i think and that's, would you, that's... you actually think that you might need for a barber shop or a chicken shop do you, do you actually think that it would be necessary to take this person through education or is such a such a business so simplistic in nature and void of innovation that you don't need to do anything at all what's your opinion because i'm curious well, um, I'll, I'll actually say that they could go for it because, I mean, the whole basic idea, right, of running a business, right, is that in some senses it might start off as a kind of simplistic, you know, hair barber shop, but basically what you want to do there is enable your, your I think, enable your, your current students to have, I think, one critical, one critical skill, which is to be able to listen to your customers. I think that's one fundamental skill. I think very few people actually know about is that you want to kind of get a sense of where mm. where the customer said is at at any given point because that's in some sense where you actually end up creating longevity within your business and you end up becoming um what's the word what's the word um i'm forgetting the word yeah. that you use um in valid i guess valid i think validation um, process yeah, exactly so you want to be able to have your business succeed, succeed. so i think that's probably the reason why I would say they would go through that because what you want to do is you want to obviously create a, a business that goes in the long run. And I think I think it's essential for you to be able to understand that 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 core concept. So I think in some senses it would be nice, even if the, the idea is in itself simplistic. I think it would it would obviously end up have it might have room for for evolving if you know if if you yeah, look at it from that angle. Wow, that's quite optimistic. Most people would have... Yeah, it's really optimistic. Yeah, yeah. probably would have, have to take to, to the other side. But yeah, small businesses do have a, a responsibility in our economies, and they do have a role. And they are yeah. DNA perfectly suited for running small businesses and ensuring that they are performing in tip-top shape. Yeah, plus you can also look at the number of businesses, honestly speaking, that you could actually put in the in the, in the unicorn, you know, startup status to begin with. So, yeah. Oh, that's that's a debate that might come another day. What did you yeah, just we'll, say, boy? 
because now I'm wondering how many yeah. how many of your models are available on the SNP. Uh, we will we will talk about it. Uh, yes. We'll talk about it. Another, another episode, another probably in another episode. episode. <laughs> Understanding yeah. business models and the evolution. Anyway. Other than plugging our future episodes that we are yet to actually do some research on, um, I need to actually ask you now about: Do you think that um, any of the incumbents currently now, the 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 Udemy's of the world, the Skillshare's of the world, yeah. do you think um, any one of them is poised to to um, to cha- to be the model? of which new education will be. And by new education, I mean what law, uh, what employers are willing to accept. Um, actually, I'm actually going to bank, uh, I'm actually going to bank myself on a different, on a different platform. And I think it's the platform that I actually went through. I think it's Acton. So what Acton basically did okay. is they, they did, they obviously kind of give you the skills that you need for you to be able to run a business, right? But what they also do is, so I kind of opened, right? And I basically said that there are three fundamental um, aspects of learning that, you know, that, that every educational system should do. So I think that what Udemy and Skillshare do, I think really well, is the aspect yeah. of skills, of, of doing, of doing. I think they, they really do it well. But if you want to have, you know, a platform, you know, an educational system that actually becomes like the ideal, I think it has to encompass all three. And I feel like a platform yeah. that also emphasizes on the idea of meaning and actually being able to create that space for yourself, huh. I think is an absolute so Are you sure platform. this is still school or is this some sort of um, amphitheater in ancient oh, Greece? No. Because the concept of meaning, because I, I, I don't know if many people would be open to self-actualization being on the course curriculum. Well, that's that 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 that's debatable, I guess. But for me, I think that that's the fundamentals of it because that's why you and you know, I mean, it's obviously going to be long discussion, but the basic idea is that. Um, that's why you find why a lot of people end up getting frustrated in the workplace. Then, you know, after five years of absolute misery in the workplace, they realize they're to themselves like, wow, why have I been doing this for so long? Mm. You know? So it's like you can go you can go through that process or alternatively you can actually take time, you know, to kind of assess what your your own goals, what your own interests are and kind of go through that way. That's why I feel like Skillshare and then Demi is amazing they are in terms of being able to give you the skills that you need. They they fail, they fail miserably on the aspect of learning to be of learning the what you are approach you. in human. Wow. Yeah. But then anyway, we're talking about students. So we're forgetting that so, parents provide the source, parents provide the, the greatest source of financial support as well as emotional support for students. Yeah. Do you think what what's what's it gonna take before they 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 accept this as a proper system? So the funny thing is, I've been so the funny thing is, um, it obviously depends in what in what region of the world you're in. But the funny thing is, like a lot of students, a lot of parents that I've talked to, probably yes. in, in the West, have now actually ended up. So another alternative that we never even talked about was actually was actually homeschooling. 
that I found fascinating. And most okay. parents were actually willing to I was go that route. Cool myself for a while, about a year, a year and a half. Yeah. And, yeah, and obviously, like, I'm actually interested. We might actually have to get to, to actually do another topic on that specifically yes. because I'm actually interested to get your own. Um, your own experiences with homeschool because it's it's been like a motif um, that I've been hearing lately of sorts yes. and I'm with parents. Yeah, so it's come of course as people have lost um lost lost hope in inside the American um, schooling system and in the government as well. But I don't know if people might end up doing it because currently in the market there's no source. There's no, no real source to, to get, like, your a certified education. Unless your kid's just at home practicing SAT scores, waiting for the one day where he unleashes every, every, fiber, every fiber of his being onto an exam sheet, eviscerating, eviscerating the examiners <laughs> in the process. <laughs> the day will be glorious. The yeah, day will be, be glorious. <laughs> that would absolutely, that would be an interesting... <laughs> interesting turn of events. <laughs> um, you said that um, you were forced here. Do you think um, you're, you've managed to change your father's mind on his perspectives on your career and what you want for your life? Um, yeah, and, I mean, m- much of it, I guess, probably as, as, as advice is, I think, obviously, I'm lucky that, you know, that I have, you know, a relatively reasonable yeah. dad that I can easily negotiate with. So I think that, I think it's not even, it doesn't even extend to my own relationship with my dad, but with other people as well. I think the basic idea is being able to negotiate uh, effectively with the person that you're interacting, interacting with, yes, especially yes, when it comes course. to, to relationships. So yeah, so I was able to negotiate effectively, I guess. I was able to to give my my own viewpoints and we're able to come to you know to, to a certain conclusion but i guess you know that's the only way for you to be able to to be able to you know progress with these kind of of matters so yeah so for me it's just you know that's that's the way that i look at it at least so then also now as well as we seem to be shifting by stakeholder by stakeholder the roles of the actual employers, the people who actually determine the net value of each of these universities, and the people that actually understand, um, they, they, they understand the utility of skill. What's going to happen with them? What do you think they're going to do to, to keep themselves safe in terms of human resource exposure? Yeah, the first thing that they have to do is to obviously check the check 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 the notion that having a person yeah. who's actually gone through the traditional the traditional the traditional education system yes. and actually having the whole idea of having a requirement as having a degree, they probably should check that away. I honestly yeah. think that yeah, that they they have to change the the, the the requirements drastically, especially from that regard. So I think most of it is more along the lines of the skills that the individual has, as opposed to okay. the number of years they've, 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 they've spent in the, in, the, in the education system. So I think most of the practices more, more probably involve. So I think it's something that we discussed at some point, yeah, And I think first. it's the idea of having headhunters. Yes. So it's mostly yeah, examinations that probably allow you to not just not signal, because signal sometimes are wrong, yeah. but actually 
prove through every actually prove in a controlled environment that yeah. you have some semblance of um, competence behind between those two years. Then, other yeah, then, than, yeah, what were you saying? So, so other than that, there's, there's also something that I also found um, interesting. So I think the aspect of compatibility, I don't know how they do it, but I think it's the most psychological aspect of it. So I know some, 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 some hiring, some hiring practices that are of there course. now something called um human needs test some some crap like that that basically that measures like your own the kind of environment that you you thrive based what kind of people yes would, would be in your in in, in your what space that you best yeah. yeah yeah so those are the kind of things that obviously those are the kind of things that they also kind of take into account as well but but i think the main thing that you obviously um not just is that obviously you don't want you don't want a mere simulation of, of the skill yes. sets, but you actually want, you know, you want them to actually have those 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 those, 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 those skills, you know. So I think yeah. So I think it's obviously going to be the change where you know more have to emphasize on the point that you you went through four oh. years of a certain degree and therefore that basically qualifies you. I think that I think that will obviously change. Some cost you turn the yeah. bottle or you and, and go quietly or because you've already taken the bottle, decide to keep on going. Yeah, yeah. All right. Um, this really, that really wraps up our questions. Um, our questions for now. Do you have any that you want to ask? Yeah, no, I think, I think, I think obviously as we kind of go along, and obviously, I think one one thing that I like about our discussions is that at the end of it, it kind of, kind of gives you food for uh-huh. thought. Then oh, you kind of you know think about it. Then you actually end up asking more questions. So I think, yeah, it's obviously going to be interesting as we kind of do more of these series and one. as we kind of maybe make um, more segments of it. We 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 definitely will have I think more content to more content, do. more guests. I think we. We'll, we're gonna try and blow this thing up with as yeah. much content as we can. It's yeah, good. of course, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Anyway, that's amazing. So folks, stay home and stay in school. Anyway, I think peace, love, and happiness is all I wish for you guys. So peace. Yes, yeah, same here. <laughs>